The reading is taken from John chapter 18, verse 33 to the end. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him. But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a bandit. May God add his blessing to his word. Thank you for reading for us that lovely reading. It's quite a powerful Quite powerful verses in there, isn't there? My kingdom is not of this world. That's what I want to speak to you a little bit about today. Richard's been talking to us about the upside down kingdom, hasn't he? And, uh, you know, in this kingdom of God, you've got to go down to go up. Think about that. You've got to lose to win. And you've got to die to live. And Jesus was going to be dying for us to live in the scripture we've had. We see Jesus giving his life to win for us. Such a powerful thing that he was doing. Would the normal way of thinking have seen that without the Holy Spirit's help? what he was actually doing. When God gives a word, 
He opens the door for us to speak that word. And I believe God gave me this word. Remember the story when Jesus met the blind and dumb man and he touched his tongue and he touched his ear. Well, he touched his ear first and the ear opened and then he touched his tongue. It's in Mark 7 verse 33 if you're taking notes. And sometimes God puts a word in our ear and touches our ear with a word. And those of you that experience this will know what I'm talking about. And then he makes a way, if it's a word he wants to bring to his people, for you to speak it. He touches your tongue as well. Can we have the... So, Jesus was brought before Pilate. I've thought about this for quite a while now and felt I had a word from God. Jesus stood before Pilate. When we were all into the EU lark, you know, all that EU stuff that was going on. I don't want to talk about it really, but I've got to to make my point. The night before we had to go and put our mark on the paper, I was asking the Lord because I wanted to know what God wanted. Steve had said to me, you are voting. <laughs> when somebody else had said to me, you are voting that way. And so the night before, I found myself in prayer and I found myself turning this way. Are we voting in, Lord? Then a bit longer. Are we voting out, Lord? You know how you turn over in bed? Well, I don't know if you do, but I do. The covers are always like that in the morning. Are we voting in? Are we voting out? Lord, what are we doing? Are we out or are we in? I felt like singing that song, you know, in, out, shake it all about. What are we doing, Lord? And the next morning, I got up feeling very jaded, thinking to myself, well, Lord, I'm still not had an answer from you. I've had suggestions from other people. But I've still not had an answer from you, Lord. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to be kind. <laughs> I'd had an order from Steve. You are. And I, I knew I had to go and put my mark on the paper because that was responsible. And then as I was sitting there, I don't know if any of you believe in the way the Holy Spirit moves in visions or pictures, but it happens to me. Suddenly, I saw this picture. Jesus standing before Pilate, beaten and bruised. And as Ross read so beautifully for us, saying, my kingdom is not of this world. And it so impacted me. I was carrying this around for days, even though I still went and put my cross on the paper. And I'm not telling you where. I don't think I know where I put my cross, to be quite honest with you. This fact that we are in another kingdom. And somebody said to me, well, that won't make any difference. We've still got to live in this world and la, la, la. And yes, we do. 
But I want to really get across to you the kingdom we belong to is so great. Jesus said, if it was this world, if my kingdom was in this world, nothing would happen. But my kingdom isn't. My servants would fight for me. His servants weren't very good, were they, at the time, the disciples? And we are part of a different kingdom. And really, that's the message I want to try and bring to you today. And I hope, I hope that it will bring hope to you for your future. And we have a future in Jesus. We have an expected end, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. We have a future and a hope and an expected end. What is that future and hope and expected end? Yes, we live in this world. Yes, we have to put up with all the performances in this world. We have to put up with things in our body, not feeling so good and all this. But there is a kingdom. And that kingdom... So we've sung the songs and we've prayed the prayers. I'm building a peace. I won't sing it because you'll never forgive me. But we've all sung it, haven't we? Thy kingdom come when we've been praying. The Lord's Prayer, we say it in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come. Does that really impact us? Have we really understood the power of the kingdom that we belong to? And the power of that kingdom within us? I have to remind myself. I'm sure you all have to remind yourselves, and I hope this morning this is a reminder to you of what you really have. There was a a program on the television a few weeks ago that I was watching, and I've, I've never normally watched it. I can't even remember the name of this program, but it was about two Earths. And one Earth was an Earth above and one earth was an earth below. It was one of these science fiction things that the kids like to watch. I thought, well, watch this, it looks interesting. But when these teens, teenage kids, you might know the programme I'm talking about. When these teenage, you don't, these teenage kids were on the earth above, they had all these powers and they could do all manner of amazing things like go from one place to the other in a minute. And then come back and you wouldn't even know they'd been gone. Or they could carry fire. Or they could fly. They had all these giftings that they had that they could use when they're in this earth above. But when they were here and they snuck down here, these young people, like young people do things, and they couldn't use their gifts and they couldn't understand why they couldn't use their gifts. And I thought, thank you, Lord, I'm going to put that in my message. Because we belong to a heaven which is above. But on this earth, that kingdom exists in us. And when Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, what a powerful statement he was making. Excuse me. So what holds us back from doing the things of the kingdom? What holds us, what stops us from being free to do those things? We've all been, we've all got the Holy Spirit, haven't we? Those of us who have been born again, we've got the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit's power that enables us to be part of this kingdom. 
that Jesus laid down his life so that we can win. We die to win. And Jesus laid down his life so that we can win. And fear holds us back. You know, fear is a big balloon. It's a lie. You know, when kids are scared at night, and you can get books, can't you, for kids with things in. Oh, there's something flopping on the door. When they put the lights on, it's only mummy's dressing gown. You know that book. Do you know the book you can get for kids about the dark? And fear is a big balloon. It scares us. And it holds us. And it restrains us from being what we should be in the kingdom. And these kids that were in this program, when they were on earth, they couldn't do the things they could do in the other earth because of fear. What a principle. Fear is something that holds us back. But faith is the opposite of fear. Believe in yourself. Believe you're a child of God. Believe you can do things and you'll be amazed at how the Holy Spirit will help you. Coming here to preach is the worst thing for me to do. I can preach anywhere in the world and you know some of you that have been all over the place. It doesn't bother me because I go in and I, and I go away. <laughs> I go away again. Mind you, they do ask me to come back. But in your own church, you've got to live it, haven't you? <laughs> Don't expect me to suddenly start flying around the room. But as a child of God, we can be amazed at what we can do. You know, Catherine come to me in the week, well, what songs do you want? I said, oh, I don't know. She said, it's all right, I'll sort it out. Because she's gifted, you see, she can sort it out. That's her gift. And yes, the violin was wonderful. What gifted people. Those are gifts in the Holy Spirit. The whole, I know that they learn them, but the Holy Spirit blows on them and uses them, uses the voices. Would you agree? That we have a great worship team. I think so. Thank you so much. I appreciate it every week. And you'd be amazed at what you can do when you move in the spirit. And believe what God's word says about you. And the gifts that are amongst us. Don't be afraid to use your gifts. Don't be afraid to speak. My friend Veronica, you know, some of you have met her. And I was out with her this week. I went to stay with her for a couple of days. And I was out with her in Preston. And that woman never stops telling people. Every hook that comes in a conversation. Oh yes, you know, I'm a Christian. And uh, and she tells them and they're interested. You'd be amazed how many people are interested. And would you like me to pray for you? You'd be amazed at how many people will say yes. she got more guts than I have. <laughs> But this is being part of the kingdom. Don't be afraid to speak. And I want to just move on to talk to you about Daniel. My thoughts when I was thinking about the kingdom of God went to Daniel. I always go back to the Old Testament. You've got to know that about me. I love the Old Testament. I'm trying to get more into the new. But I always find myself going back to Daniel. uh, To the Old Testament. And looking at Daniel. Funnily enough... You know, uh, Ben's doing stuff about Daniel upstairs. I'm surrounded by these, not lions, but anyway. And I want to, if you've got your Bibles, uh, go to Daniel chapter 2. And I'll just tell you the story, because I won't read it all, but I'll read a little. I'll tell you the story. So, the king has a dream. None of his wise men can fathom the dream. Yeah? So... 
is going to kill them all. What a place to be. He was such a powerful man. Across so much land, this so much of the earth, this man. And so, can you imagine going to the queen and saying something to her? I mean, this man was powerful. And Daniel was only one of the captives from Jerusalem. But he was wise and he had the spirit of God. I want you to get this. Don't be afraid. He wasn't afraid to go to the king and to speak. Um, Where am I reading from? And uh, of 31 I'm going to read from. And he's telling him now the interpretation of the dream that he's had. Can you see the picture at the side of the dream? Thou, O king, saw and behold a great image. This great image whose brightness was excellent stood before you in the form thereof was terrible. The image's head of fine gold, his breast and his legs of iron, his feet part iron and clay. You saw... Sorry, I've missed a bit. Styes were of brass. And you saw till that stone was cut out with hands, which smote the image upon the feet that were iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then was the iron and clay, the brass and the silver, the gold, broken into pieces together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floor. And the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone smote the image and became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This was your dream. This was the dream that the king had of this statue. When you think about this, how far back this was, that Daniel saw this and had this from God, it is quite amazing. And it it goes on to say, Verse 38, wherever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven, he has given into your hand, O king, and made you ruler over them all. The head of gold, you are that head. After you will arise another kingdom inferior to you, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, for as much as iron breaks in pieces and subdues all things, iron shall break in pieces and bruise. And you saw the feet and the toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron. The kingdom shall be divided and the strength of it, of iron. For as much as you saw the iron mixed with the miry clay and the toes and the feet were part iron and part clay, so the kingdom will be partly strong and partly broken. And that will never mix together. And so Daniel saw. God showed him this, what this vision was. Quite a remarkable vision. And he had the guts to go into the king and bring him the word of God. Overcoming his fear and bringing the word of God. Which was going to affect so much. There's, can you put the next one? This is the map of the then known world. It's not very clear, but you can see it was massive amounts of land. 
Now, Europe covers massive amounts of land as well, doesn't it? But this covers massive amounts of land. Yeah, put the next one on. So here's the dream. God said to Daniel the meaning, the head of gold. That was Babylon. Babylon ruled from 606 BC. Then the next kingdom was Medo-Persia. That's the two arms, two kingdoms coming together, two arms. I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute, I think. Yeah, two arms. And then there was bronze, Greece, Alexander the Great. Talk about him a bit more in a minute. And then there's iron, the Roman Empire. And then the feet, iron and clay. There's still iron. What was iron? Rome. Still affects us today. We've got the roads. We've got the buildings. We've got so much that Rome brought. So Education, so much in our lives that still remains even to this day from Rome. Yeah? And iron and clay don't mix. Let's go on to the next one. So, as we look, the stone kingdom, in the days of those kings, the stone kingdom comes. And the question rises to me, what were those ten toes? The iron of Rome is still there, and also is the clay. What was the clay? I don't know. Maybe you have some idea what the clay was. I prayed about it and wondered about what the clay was. Whatever the clay was, it didn't mix with the iron. I don't know. But those ten toes, this is one of the reasons I went to this chapter, was because we're looking at Europe. How many countries are in Europe? Somebody tell me. Does anybody know? Something like 26 when we dropped out, yeah? 28 and we dropped out. And other countries are talking about dropping out. But there was only 10 in the final lineup there in those 10 toes. There was only 10. Those 10 toes represent different kingdoms in the world. Would you agree? You might not agree with me. You can tell me after. It's all right. I don't mind. Okay, can you put the next slide on? Please. Okay. So Daniel starts dreaming now in chapter 7. And he starts dreaming about animals. I want to look at that. A lion with wings represented the power, the royal power and speed. Wings always speak of speed. Um, that belonged to Babylon. They took so much land, masses of land, so powerful. I want to show you how the kingdoms of this world are so powerful. And yet we belong to a greater kingdom. And then there's Medo-Persia, which was a bear. Because Medo-Persia, they came and they took Babylon by crushing power, like a bear would. By crushing power. So it's represented by a bear. Crushing his way into the kingdom of Babylon. So we've got two, two kingdoms coming in there, Medes and the Persians. Darius the Mede, and then the Persian king, Artaxerxes. And you remember these names, don't you, from reading your Bible? 
And then the next kingdom was um, Alexander the Great. You see, it was Greece was a leopard with four wings and four heads. And Alexander the Great, oh, he was a very, very clever man. And this is showed by speed. He was only young. Anybody that knows anything, have read any books or about Alexander the Great. He, he moved with great speed. That's the four wings represent the speed that he moved with. Taking land by stealth, he was very bright. What he'd do is he'd go and he'd build a temple to their God to work his way in. Like if you go to Egypt and you go to Alexandria, you'll see there's a temple there. It was built by him. <clears throat> and he was a fantastic, like, clever man. So clever and so wonderful that everybody thought he was God. He was so powerful. And he died very young, Alexander the Great. And he put four heads, four generals, over the different parts of the earth. One of them was a man called Antiochus Epiphanes. He was over the part where Israel is, and he did some terrible things. But I want to tell you, he died very young. He died of delirium tremors because he was a drinker. Alexander the Great. What a, what a waste you know, what could have been given to the kingdom of God by that man instead of it being somehow else. That was the Greek kingdom. And then the legs, of course, were Rome, which was exceedingly, dreadfully terrible. And it devoured everything in its path. So we're seeing here the way each kingdom has come and taken its rule and treaded down and taken the earth and now we see an EU the EU has taken the earth can we put the next one on this, these were the this was further on in, in ch- chapter 7 verse 8 I haven't got time to go into it but it's showing you what will be there at the end a leopard which has all those kingdoms in it Greece, feet of a bear Persia all the powers of those kingdoms are there, still there, working. They had their power, they had their time, but they still left a footprint in the earth, which still affects us today. And the horns always speak of pushing power, pushing with a horn. Do you remember um, Abraham getting the horn from the ram that was behind him? You know, when, when he went to sacrifice Isaac and he got the horn from the ram. And the Jewish people still use the horn and blow the horn to speak of the kingdom of God and power. God uses some of the most unusual things to bring that power. And, and the story of that is um, in Genesis twenty-two thirteen. So we're seeing a build-up of how great powers have risen and fallen. Another power would rise and fall. Yeah? All the way through. And then God tells Daniel to seal the things up to the end because he's going to reveal things at the end. And we are in that time now. We are in the toes. I don't fully understand what those toes are. I've been looking at that, asking God to give me revelation on what those toes mean. Maybe you know, I don't. But God's kingdom is in this earth. Can you put the last one on for me? We're coming back to the stone kingdom, which is the kingdom of heaven. That stone kingdom that hits the feet 
We are part of this kingdom. I can't get that over to you enough. Jesus told his disciples, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And then he said, say to them, the kingdom of heaven is near to you. When you do the things in my name, say to the people, the kingdom of heaven is near to you. God's waiting for us. He's waiting for you and he's waiting for me. To put on our Superman costumes and be part of the kingdom of God. And realising the power we have and the force we have in our own little way, in our own everyday life, we can speak for God. We can be that kingdom on earth. And we are part of that kingdom. It is eternal. It will go on forever. It has power. And it will fill the earth eventually. The stone kingdom. Fancy after gold and silver and bronze and all that. God chooses stone. Rock. Upon this rock, I will build my church. Jesus is the rock. The stone kingdom. Upon this rock confession of our faith thou art the son of God the son of the living God do you believe it this morning do you believe in yourself remember as I say one thing to you this three fingers pointing back I have to ask myself the same question am I brave enough am I brave enough